Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, September 2nd. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic. And ladies and gentlemen, the PLL playoffs are here. We've got three quarterfinal matchups coming your way on Saturday. Uh, and and this is just a, a, a big old, really, it's been a big old week for the sport. Uh, so Dukes, I mean, how, how are you feeling right now heading into Boston? Yeah. Labor Day weekend, uh, sh- ship it up to Boston. I feel like it's this, have they ever hosted a playoffs in Boston before? I think this might be the first time, you know, it's a, it's a regular staple to go up to Gillette for a game. So going back there, I think the first weekend ever was at Gillette now opening playoffs are there. So yeah, it should be a good weekend. All the games are on ESPN plus. I hope you guys check them out. It's like 12, three and five or something. So, you know. Get some sun, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. Maybe bring your phone to the beach, watch it at the beach. You know, it's it's 2022, guys. Now you can watch it on your phone at the beach. You pretty much watch games wherever you want, whenever you want. Make sure you tune in. Should be a good one. And here's the thing: like we've we've mentioned this before on the podcast. So again, like it's so it is week one of college football, which another thing that we've mentioned on the podcast. It is a little bit tricky. Like you you would like if this if the playoffs weren't scheduled on this weekend when there's going to be so much college football being played because football is king. But like if you're out at the bar and and you're enjoying college football, like everyone's watching college football and you're at a bar that has, you know, like seven different TVs going, multiple TVs being taken up by the same game. Don't be afraid to be the guy who goes up to the bartender and is like, hey, like, well, actually, it's going to be a little bit tough with ESPN Plus, but maybe they probably have, they probably have an ESPN Plus it's account. Or they, yeah, they might have a Chromecast. Like you might be able to just stream it to their TV, but don't be afraid to be the guy to ask to find out a way to get it on at the bar because you're going to be really into it. And then because you're really into it, the people around you are going to at least get semi into it and everyone's going to have a good time. And there's going to be six other TVs that they can watch college football on. Um, so if you are at the bar, don't be don't be the weirdo who's just like standing off in the corner streaming it on your phone. Like really get after the bartenders to throw it up on one of the screens. Look, yeah, and I'm one of the, I'm a huge college football fan. I'm t- like we're recording this Thursday night, so I was just watching uh, West Virginia Pitt backyard brawl. Love this shit. Again, it's week one college football. You're not looking at like that good of games. We're not going to be competing with Notre Dame, Ohio State. You can watch that one later. You know, you could just t- tell them, like, hey, I don't really want to watch Georgia State versus South Carolina State right now. Can we please, please, please turn on the PLL for, like, a couple seconds, a couple a couple minutes, maybe maybe a half, get a half, half on the phone, half on the TV. There's, there's, you can maybe, like, you know, do a little litigation, arbitration, whatever it's called, a little mediation. Yeah, just like, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, like, the first Spencer Rattler interception, can we please put lacrosse on after that? Because then we know yeah. exactly how that game's going to go afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we're gambling people. You know, just do that. It'll be like, if Spencer Rattler throws over one and a half picks, we have to turn on lacrosse. And if he does, the bar the bar has no choice but to put on lacrosse. But oh, yeah, you're, you're excited. You're- you're you're putting on you're putting on that uh that archers redwoods game right away if 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 we're only setting yeah. it at one and a half picks. Um but yeah, so we've got 12, 230, and 510 all on ESPN plus. Uh three big games this weekend on Saturday. But before we get to this these games, Dukes, it, it has been a rather large week for the sport of lacrosse. A couple big things, a uh, couple monumental things have happened uh this past week. Let's start off with 
the general release of Fate of a Sport on ESPN Plus. Now, for all of us laymen's out there, for you know, for all of us normies out there, us us just regular run-of-the-mill people, we had to wait until this week to watch Fate of a Sport uh streaming on ESPN Plus. Dudes, you've you've watched this weeks ago entertaining clients. Yeah, I mean, just a guy like me in times like this. Uh yeah, I'm just I always go to film festivals. This is just what I do. It's just what every 22 lacrosse, 20, 24 year old lacrosse podcaster does is just go to film festivals. So yeah, I saw it weeks ago, but I watched it again. Uh, what did you think about it? Let me tell you, this is one where like when I first knew like that this movie was coming out, I'll admit I was, I was a little skeptical of the, of just like the Paul Rabel dick suck fest that it could have turned yeah. out to be. I left this, this film with like just such an outrageous amount of respect for Paul and Mike. And oh, like, obviously, obviously like everybody else who's like involved with like setting up the league. No, but, like, no, no, no. Just give the Rabels the respect. They get the yeah. most shit. Yeah. Like they get the most shit most of the time. Give them the respect. I mean, exactly what you said. I thought like, it was a little like, there's a meme going on right now, like all oh, the dick riding crazy. Like I kind of thought that like the dick riding was going to be crazy for the Rables in this. And I was just like, again, I saw it on Twitter where you're like, how, how like, it's like, you're really going to make a movie about yourself, you know? And I think that, it, I think this is a fair thing, but when you saw like the Chris Hogan undrafted doc come out a year ago, it was like, guys, come on. Like undraft, are we seriously going to pretend like the whole Chris Hogan thing is a little bit of a publicity stunt? Like I don't hate the publicity stunt, but it's a publicity stunt. And nobody was going to watch that fucking documentary. So when this one came out, all the skepticism was, you know, I think valid. So- I, yeah. And I just thought like, and I mean, credit to Paul and like his like team and like Brett and, and all those guys yeah. who, who were able to like look ahead and be like, Hey, like let's film everything. And then that way, like, we'll just have all this footage because like the amount of access that you get to all the shit that it took to put this league together is just like insane. Um, I don't, and, and like I said, this, I said this in the blog, I, I saw uh, a few other people say this, like, I'm, I'm sure it's like a pretty common thought once people are done watching it, but like just one of those things where like, yeah, obviously we're lacrosse fans. So we're gonna like, we're gonna love it. Like we're gonna love like that whole inside look at this league that now we love getting started up. But it was so well done and like such like a a great story. Something that you don't need to be a lacrosse fan to watch this and pre- like to see like Paul, like there's a one scene where he's just like laying on his floor, like calling every single pro lacrosse player. And like, so just hours and hours and hours yeah. a day, just calling these guys. And then on the flip side of that, like he still has to like go out and train and like keep his body right to play as one of the best players in the world. Like the, the whole like starting up a league is ridiculous. Being one of the best players in your sport in the world is ridiculous. The fact that like one person did both of those things at the same time. Um, yeah, just crazy. So I, I was a big fan of fate of the sport. Watch it, watch it a couple times at this point. Look, and also just like the fact, like, I, I thought it was like just some parts that like I wanted to keep like before everyone watched it was like some parts that stuck out to me was when John Crawley called out Paul in the locker room and was like, I don't trust you right now. Like you're not doing your job. I thought that was crazy because I was like, 
again, like you're that's like imagine talking to the commissioner of your sport in person, like pays your checks, and you're like, Yeah, I don't trust you at all. Like, crazy to think. I mean, you kind of saw like the Atlas breakup happening in real time. I think it gave more clarity with that whole situation. Um, and then I thought the part in the bubble when they just went at like the whip snakes and you know, the like that that whole thing about like you know, the the patches and uh, like they're talking shit about the Rables and like Paul and Mike and like they had to talk to Earhart. I thought that was a pretty cool thing that like, you know, I, I know those are probably some issues in the bubble with that whole thing. Cause that was definitely like a uh, polarizing issue. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of thought that was two things that stuck out to me and then just how raw and like real it was like, especially when Paul was like, you could see Paul was hurting with like the whole divorce thing. So yeah, like there was just some like real authentic, real moments and like nobody really gets like, I don't think, I don't understand it. I, I mean, I, I kind of see with Barstool, like seeing like Big Cat and Dave, like when you have a camera in front of you, like 24 seven, like, I'm just like, I don't know how these people do it. The fact that Paul was just like a lot of this accessibility, like bravo to him. Like that's like tough to always have a camera in your face. Like you have to be real 24 seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it was definitely just, you know, a really great watch. Um, yeah. How yeah. recommend and, 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 it. And and again, like the the whole like going through all that shit in the bubble. It's like the fact that not only does he have to figure out a way to like navigate all that shit, but then also play. Um, so I mean, I, I it's not necessarily like a hey, there's an excuse for how bad he was in the bubble, yeah. but but it's like you yeah. can kind of see like <clears throat> like all the shit on his plate probably wasn't going to be a great lacrosse player those those two weeks. I was one of the people I was like, Rabel's washed. I was very vocal about it. Like, Rabel's washed, Rabel's washed, Rabel's washed. After seeing everything through the documentary, I just like wanted to go, I'm like, hey, I, don't, I doubt you've ever heard anything I've ever said, <laughs> but like, I, I take it all back. Like, my bad. <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of get, I kind of get why, you know, maybe you weren't like always. I, I also just love like the whole like chirping thing. Like, I, I love the, I love the entire thing. I, I seriously do think that like any sports fan would like it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and it's I mean, ESPN Plus. and again, like the the Rabel, they do get shit on all the time, but that it's mostly because they put themselves out there. So like, you put yourself oh, out sure. there, like you're gonna get shit on. So it's like, you know, that's just kind of like comes with it. But like, I don't know, I I feel like it's been a while. Like lacrosse fans just making like a little bit of a joke. Um, I think like after everyone watches this video or this um this documentary, like it's it's impossible to not leave there being like. Dude, like these guys, I mean, they sacrifice like, a lot. Yeah, they sacrifice a lot, and like, like realistically speaking, like when when the title came out, I thought it it was a little dramatic. I I think that they're right. Yeah, like if, yeah. if I mean, dude, the, dude, the if they didn't the start the PLL, and and if like this never happened, nobody is watching professional lacrosse this summer. Jordy, I know for a fact, actually, like I know for a fact that if the PLL did not start, that I wouldn't have, like, like before even Barstool or anything, like, I did, I started out doing lacrosse because of the PLL League. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I want to jump on this. I like college lacrosse, but, like, now the pro league, I think, is going to, like, take off. Like, the PLL doesn't start. I'm not on this podcast right now. It's kind of, like, crazy to think about. Because you're just like, what? Like, I'm going to cover college lacrosse? Like, that's inside lacrosse's job. Like, I don't really want to make a career out of that. But, like, really, just, like, it was college lacrosse. And, like, I think the PLL just, like, opened up lanes for, like, Careers, I don't know. It's just crazy to think about. And also, I love the part where the MLL 
the PLL was like, oh, we'll buy you for 35 million. And they're like, no. And they're like, we just bought them for a million dollars. Like, jump change. Also, uh, the, uh, what was the, the, um, I saw Dan tweet this, but someone was like, oh, like, oh, Paul was like a narcissist. You know, I'm not going to watch a narcissist talk about a narcissist. Right? Dan was like, yeah, I mean, if he's a narcissist, he would just take the $6 million that he could have gotten, which is just so true. Like, you, you don't get how much money he could really, like, could have made it really like he's probably still could if he wanted to bail out on it. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like at this point he kind of realizes they've oh, got no, a, he's balls they, deep. He's balls yeah. deep. Well, well, also it's like, Hey, like we got a pretty good thing going at this point. Like we could probably keep riding this. And like at some point and hopefully in like a few years, we're going to look back and be like, Oh dude, like $6 million was chump change. Oh yeah. I think that I was trying to think, Especially when you talk about like advertisers, and you know we're making fun of like the Cash App, Cash App, uh, championship trophy, the Cash App championship trophy bracket, like all that shit. Like those are these are paying bills. Like I can't even imagine. Oh yeah, oh like, yeah. I was like this. This is what like 2020. They're making like six million or whatever. Like I was like, how much could they get? Like sell out for now if they wanted to. I was trying to do the math, and I was like, I really don't know. Like the ESPN deals, everything. I was like, whew, sheesh, Ravens. Yeah. Let me let me get in on that. <laughs> Well, too late uh, for an investor. I'm an investor. <laughs> we could probably find a way to get you some equity. Um, but yeah, so fate of a sport, uh, really enjoyable. That's pretty much the bottom line of it. Um, yeah, great, great to great to see that one finally. Uh, Dukes, even though you got a chance to see it weeks ago because you're just a big film fest guy. Um, another big piece of news this week. Jared Bernhardt. Now you guys may have heard of him. You may have not. Uh, I believe that he played a little bit of college across at uh where was it? Uh, University of, of, of Maryland. Mary Mary, Mary, yeah. Mary yeah. So you won a, won a championship with Mary. No. Uh, so Jared Bernhardt, obviously everyone listening right now knows uh, makes the Detroit lions no, not, not the Detroit Lions. He scored a touchdown against the Detroit Lions. Makes the Atlanta Falcons 53-man roster. Uh, beats out a couple of uh, couple of drafted receivers that were ahead of him on the depth chart. Uh, he had a great preseason with the Falcons, and now he makes the 53-man. Um, listen, I'll tell you what. I just – right now I am – I don't know what I want him to say for his Sunday night football intro. That's like the biggest question on my mind right now is does, does Jared Bernhardt go with the Jared Bernhardt, Maryland lacrosse? Does he give a shout out to Ferris state? I mean, he's won a national championship with both places. So like, like both, is both this- places, like they're, they're his guys. Like you win a championship, like those are your guys for life. So it could be Ferris state. It could be Maryland. Look, we were talking two weeks ago about like the whole, like, you know, like I get why Pat Spencer, like I was saying, it's objectively fucking hilarious that like the two best athletes that we've had in our sport, like two, six, two guys that can move like point guard, just like fucking phenomenal athletes. They're just like, nah, we're going to go play different sports. Like you, the one thing that Jared Bernhardt owes to lacrosse fans is for when he's on Sunday night football and he's in the Falcons starting lineup is he looks directly in the camera and says university of Maryland lacrosse. And then I was like, wait, that guy played the crossing college. Like what? And then that's how you get the sport out. 
if he says fucking Ferris State football, like everyone's gonna be like, oh wow, just a, another another small school guy that just is a white coachable, you know, um, gritty, uh, like just the way they like to describe like very white <laughs> yeah. receivers. And, just like, a, co- a coach's a coach's son. son. Yeah, coach's dream. And, like yeah. just like we don't need to hear that about Ferris State. Ferris, respect to Ferris State. Respect. Five years to one year. Come on, you won the Heisman and lacrosse, and you win a national championship. You uh-huh. a champ- like. It's too easy for me. You got, you I'm just, it, it yeah, it, it just depends on like how much he like loves lacrosse. I I, I hope that he really loves lacrosse. I wish but, we could get him on. I wish that he was like you know I one know. of these guys. He would never do shit. I don't think he wouldn't do shit when he was at Maryland. Like he's not gonna do shit now. Like he's got yeah. Even just like you know, just like like I almost want to get him. Like I'll be like, oh, I've been talking to uh, this guy, Dan Katz and uh, PFT commenter. And they said that they want you to get you on part of my take and then like sneak in some questions. Yeah. Like, oh, what are you going to say for <laughs> Sunday Night Football? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, listen, if, if he says University of Maryland lacrosse, that that will send the lacrosse world into into a frenzy. The clip will be going going wild. Um, I, I, I will say, though, um, was it, it the the one thing? Here's the thing, because I also made a, a bit of a career out of running the Chris Hogan joke into the ground. I also would like to ask the lacrosse community if we we can all get behind Jared Bernhardt. We can all like want our guy to to thrive in the NFL and like root hard for our guy. Do we? Do we have to do the, the yes. he played lacrosse yes. every okay okay that's fine I have, that's no no I, Jordan, just... I, have, I have an argument to be made about this because I know exactly what you're like I've thought about this thoroughly Chris Hogan wasn't in the, like a lacrosse player that was like on Maryland competing for national championships like you heard his name on Memorial Day weekend for four years five years in a row you knew Jared Bernhardt from when he was a freshman any casual lacrosse fan knew the name Bernhardt so you, you kind of just know Bernhardt lacrosse with Chris Hogan. At least, in my opinion, I think this is a fact. He kind of got to the NFL, and everyone was like, oh, who's this guy? And they're like, oh, by the way, he played Penn State lacrosse. It was like, oh, really? He did? Oh, I didn't know that. Like, then let me go deep dive into it a little bit more. It's not like Chris Hogan was like a – like, you heard that, and you're like, oh, he – he, I know exactly who that is. I can tell you what number he was, and then he played at Penn State. Even though Penn State's like a fantastic program, he was in no way the same class as, like, Bernhardt or anybody. Well, yeah, no, I, I would never <laughs> argue what, that. No, but you know, like, right, the, the but- thinking right there? But but because like Jared Bernhardt is lacrosse, he's a national champion. Yes. He's a two-time yeah. winner. So yeah, okay, like, that's fine. I I just it, it sucks. It sucks because we already beat the joke. And you know, have you seen Big Daddy? And they have the surprise party, and it's like, oh, we ruined the good surprise on you. We kind of ruined the good, good joke on, on Chris so Hogan. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we did it. We, we beat it to the ground. I mean, it, it's a shame, but like, it, it's kind of impossible for like. To be like lacrosse Twitter, can we like not make the joke when I agree that we it, it's beat into the ground, but Jared Bernhardt will forever be associated with lacrosse. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Also, <laughs> I, I, I joke. I, well, here's the thing. I don't think though, now looking at it now, like I don't think we need to find a new joke until there are people who stop getting caught up by the now like the oh Jared Bernhardt is the first ever lacrosse player to also play football. And then everyone's like, yeah. uh, Chris Hogan, uh, Jim Brown, uh, Tom. And it's like, good point. Jordy, that, yeah. that, that's one of the best points you've made in the past two months. 
until those idiots are like gone from the world, the joke will forever be funny. Seriously, like I see it even on Solo when he does it, and like, and like the post game, and I'm like looking at it, and I'm like, there's no way that people are still fun. like without a doubt every single time. There's like one or two people that always bite, always bite. It's just like how fucking dumb are you guys? Do you like? But then, you but then you have to wonder: is that part of the bit? Do these people know? But then they're they're now a new part of the bit, where every time it's like, oh no, no, oh, no. Jim Brown. You could. Some of them, some of them are pretty obvious. You could kind of tell, I think, right away when they're like, "Who?" and it's like one question mark. But I think like the people where it's like Lax, Lax Dad, like one, two, three, four, and he's like, "Is this seriously lacrosse account right now?" Like, you've got to be fucking kidding me! Like, okay, there's been Jim Brown, John Mackey, and like they name everybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's like the people you can kind of sniff out where they're looking for attention. I think that they just I... cool kids on the inside jokes, and then there's just clear outsiders all right well real quick just before we move on to these uh <clears throat> to these playoff games let's look at what the uh the falcon schedule looks like so falcon saints uh so they get their season started uh on at one o'clock on september 11th so that should be right in line with the first semifinal game uh for yep so first semifinal game for the pll so get yourself a couple screens i don't really know if if you're going to be able to watch that game if you're not in there uh uh, you you can find it's 2022 you can find a way to get any stream uh at the very least throw in red zone and you'll see jb1 slash jb83 i believe getting a couple touchdowns um i'll tell you what i i haven't drafted my fantasy team yet and i'm definitely taking them in the first round just out of principle oh yeah I think I yeah. gotta pick him up. <laughs> um, all right. So should we move over to the playoffs now? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So we've got some quarterfinal playoff action coming our way Saturday, September 3rd. Three games, all of them on ESPN Plus, and things get started at 12 p.m. Eastern. We've got the number two seed Chrome taking on the two and eight chaos. Yes, so they're two and eight. And uh, right now, just looking at the uh, the fan votes for their uh, postseason fan bracket breakdown, 2.8% of fans have the chaos going on to win the PLL championship, the cash app trophy. Um, so is, is this going to be another year, Dukes, where the chaos, they look at that low number, everyone doubting them. No one believes in the chaos. They're always counting us out. Everyone, It's us against the world. 2.8%. 2.8%, you motherfuckers. Do they use that as as their as their juice, as their fuel, uh, to take down the chrome in this first quarterfinal matchup? Yeah, so here's the thing. I, I'm taking the Chrome. I picked the Chrome to move on advance. I have them actually going into the championship game. Really like the Chrome. I was the first person to jump on their band, bandwagon. We'll never get enough credit for this. I, I'm shocked that nobody really talks about it besides me to you every single episode. It's fucking insane that nobody tweeted to me like how right I was because everybody said I was stupid about it. Like I remember people tweeting at me week one about the cannons being like, you ready to take back what you said about the cannons? I know exactly. I have the fucking receipts, you fucking morons, but whatever. Here's the thing. In this game, the Chaos can use a 2.9% to their advantage because this is what we, we fell for it again. So I'm actually giving the Chaos the A-OK. Everybody, everyone is doubting you guys. Here's the thing that the Chaos have that nobody else in the league has. They have a goalie that I still don't think has played his best game this year. 
And, oh, not, yeah. And I think that if he puts on one of those games, and he's one of these guys that, like, when the lights get, when the big st- the stage gets bigger and the lights get brighter, he steps up in a big way. So I will never, ever count out the chaos or Blaze. I want to get that straight. If they make the championship game, I won't be shocked. What I've seen so far from the Chrome has impressed me more so than the chaos. I think that, you know, the NLL season going late into the PLL season hurt the chaos for sure. So, yeah, it's unfortunate for them, but I'm picking the Chrome. Um, I think it's also just, like, ridiculous that Nick Turn was left off the attackman of the year award. He's got, like, the same stats as the guys that are in the running for it. So, I don't know. He's probably my rookie of the year. And yeah, I I really like the the Chrome. I think they have like the arguably the best defense. So yeah, I'll take them. All right. Uh real quick, if you head over to the Barcelona sports book, uh, we've got on the spread, uh, Chrome are favored at minus one and a half. The juice on that is minus one twenty-seven. Uh chaos at plus one and a half, and you can get that value at plus a hundred. Uh, on the money line, Chrome minus 200 chaos plus 155 over under here set at 23 and a half. Um, totally agree with what you said about, about blaze. Um, I mean, he's, he's had a lot of games where he's put up a lot of saves and he's kept the chaos at a respectable level. Um, but he, he just hasn't had one of those games yet this year where he's truly stolen one for the chaos. Mm-hmm. And, and there are quite a few where, I think he played well enough that he should have stolen a game. Yes. That his offense didn't back it up for him. Um, and I think that this is like this, this is a part of the game where, where the chaos thrive. Like we've, they've made it abundantly clear to everybody that they don't give a single fuck about the regular season. doesn't matter where they finish just as long as they're in the playoffs, give them a couple weeks to kind of reset with that bye week Um, all of a sudden you come out here, you you get a big game out of blaze. Um, I think that this is just where Dane Smith goes. I th- I think that's where the chaos go in this one. Like if he's so good, if, if, if he's just like finding guys left and right, like they're going to get finished. If they can add a couple two bond, like maybe they get a, a two bomb from Costa Beal. Yeah. Like that, that's going to be a game changer in this game. Um, Listen, I'm 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 a big fan of the Chrome. I, I wish that it didn't take me as long to be a believer uh, of of the Chrome. I, Dukes, credit to you for being on that. Thanks, right Jordan. Away. Yeah, no, uh, thanks for that. <laughs> but there are a lot of uh, again. It's it's weird because it's like I know what you're saying. I don't know. There there are young guys on this team, and yes, like they are winners. But I feel like the the chaos like have that feeling where it's like. Yeah, like we're two and eight, but like not only do we belong here, but we also like belong like kicking your ass. And so, so, so they're the defending champions. Um, I think they're gonna come in pissed if if they can like get like again, they these boys know how to play greasy. Um, so like a lot of young guys on this chrome team, if they can kind of you know, kind of push the push the limits there of of legality, maybe push get them off their game a little bit. Um, I don't know. I I I think I've just been, I've been burned by the chaos too many times in in these situations. So I'm I'm rolling with the chaos. Um, I'm going money line. Yeah, no, I, I, it's it's really going to be not too much of 
a rebuttal from me. The only thing that I really made me pick the Chrome over the Chaos, and I was like, I was kind of thinking taking the Chaos like before I even knew who they're going to be matched up with officially. But kind of came down when the Chrome were down trending in the year and they were on like the three game skid or something. And I was like, all right, like maybe they're just like after Fourth of July, like they're hitting that, like they're regressing. And the Chaos needed to like start winning, and you know. You could say, like, we're only looking forward to the playoffs, but you don't want to be the 17 going to the playoffs. Like, you're going to try to win some games, rattle off some wins, get get the offensive flowing. But when it kind of seemed like the chaos, we had to steal one from the Chrome, they kind of just Chrome just swallowed them up in the fourth quarter. And that's where it kind of came to me, like, oh, shit, like, these guys have balls. I think they have the p- perfect mixture of young guys that have experience because they're, like, fifth, sixth years in, with these COVID years that are coming in as rookies. And then you have the veterans, like Mike Manley, Going going alongside maybe the defensive player of the year in JT Giles Harris and then Scanoni, what he's done in cage. And if, there's like a stat that he's saving 70% of the saves from the right side of the wing, which with the lefties, like with Josh Byrne, like it'll be interesting to see if Josh Byrne can start like getting things going and being who, the type of player that I think that he can consistently be. Uh yeah, it could it could be a long, long day potentially, and he could have a huge one. But yeah, that's why I'm going Chrome. I like Chrome. Probably play safe, but lay the juice at minus 200 on the money line. It's playoffs. These games will be close, but I like the under a lot, under 23 and a half. Yeah. I would love to see a, a big game out of, out of out of the milk, man. Would like to see like a nice yeah. signature game for him. So yeah. um, I, don't, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I Yeah, I think that this is going to be a, a really tight game. Um, so, you know, at, at the very least, chaos plus one and a half. Um, but I'm, I'm just going to, once again, just – just so that the chaos nation knows I'm believing in you for this one. I, I don't think that you guys are a bad lacrosse team. I think you guys play like absolute dog dick in the regular season, but I don't think that you're a bad lacrosse team. Uh, so when the chaos do end up winning this one, I need everybody listening right now to, uh, to just have my back when, when the likes of like Ian McKay get on twitter.com and, and try to dunk on me for winning when I've been believing in them this whole time. Yeah, I'm just Ian, Ian, I know I'm you're gonna, listening. I'm going to openly say it that if they start, if Ian starts, like if the Chrome win, and if they go on even a little bit of run, I'm hopping on that bandwagon so fast and getting like shitting on you like right away. Like I'm just gonna like even though you're, like, you'll pick <laughs> you'll pick them every single game and I'll fade them every single game and I'll just be Liam like uh, Ian and just like yeah, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tool. Um, <laughs> all right, the second game of the day. 2.30 p.m. or, you know, at the very least, close to 2.30, depending on when that first game wraps up. Uh, we've got Archers and the Redwoods. So the Archers are coming in here. Uh, they're they're sitting at the three seed, Redwoods at four and six. They are the six seed over on the Barstool Sportsbook. We've got Archers minus one and a half on the spread, Redwoods plus one and a half. Uh, money line, we've got Archers minus 175, Redwoods plus 135. Over under on this one, set at 24 and a half. Uh, the first time that these two teams played, I, I want to say, let me check again. I want to say it was a one goal game. Uh, yeah. So week five. So, I mean, you got to kind of dig back a little bit here. This was before the all-star break. So a lot's changed since then. Uh, you know, archers get grand Amend back, but it was a 10, nine final for the Redwoods. Um, I will say like, we've mentioned this before, like this is, these are the biggest three games coming up for the archers because, maybe these are the two biggest games coming up for the archers. Like if they don't make it to the championship um, with this group, 
then maybe there's a chance that they just never do and they have to kind of start restructuring a little bit. Uh, so there's a lot on the line here for the Redwoods. I think I feel that way. Um, you know, Redwoods have had a, a bit of an up and down season. Um, but yeah, really it just, I don't, I, I'll be very interested to see just how the archers kind of uh, come out like right off. Like if they come out firing, and they don't look back, then I'll have some faith in the archers is going on a nice little playoff run. If they get into a grind with the Redwoods, like even if they squeak it out, I'm like, all right, they're going to lose to whoever they have to go up against next week. Yeah. It's, this is uh this is going to be, a, I might put this as the best game of the weekend actually, because I like the way, way the Redwoods are kind of trending. Garnage is really getting it going. I think Pinnell is looking like the best feeder in the league right now. He seems like his old self. Um, and then you look at the archers and like they're probably the most efficient team offensively and defensively. Uh, it seems like that last dance we always talk about, but this kind of seems like a bad match. The more that I'm looking at this game, the more I preview this game, the more they seem like it's a bad matchup. It seems like 2019, I think they met up in the quarterfinals. It was the game that uh Jackson Place had that scary injury mm. and Schreiber got knocked out, and the Redwoods just out toughed the archers and kind of like made them look a little bit like dare I say bitches. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dude, Schreiber so, like got his shoulder dislocated. Shoulders, and, and, yeah. but, but but he still like snapped off like a perfect like like half field dime. That's why he's the goat. The goat. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm actually going to take the Redwoods here. Redwoods money line. Uh, which honestly, before really previewing this game today, uh, I was leaning archers. But look, I think TV is going to have a game in the half and I'm not really fully convinced by the archers face off unit or their wings. So that's where kind of the, the deciding factor was. I like, I've always liked the Redwoods defense. Um, I think Jack Kelly is probably going to be the X factor. Um, I say it again every time we talk about the Redwoods, but at one point in time, he was the best goal, like top two goalie in the world. So, yeah, I just think that if he looks like his regular self, you know, just gives him a normal game, that the Redwoods could pull this one out. So I'm going Redwoods. Money line plus one thirty five, and let's go. Uh, let's go over twenty four and a half. Over. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to go as far as to go with the Redwoods money line. Um, I do like Redwoods plus one and a half, though. Uh, I mean, you look at the Archer season so far; it's been a perfectly fine season. Um, you know, it, it hasn't been anything crazy there. I mean, they're six and four, so they're kind of right around that 500 level. Uh, they do have like, you know, the, they're tied for the best score differential, but like you look at like how they kind of did that throughout the season, like their big wins have come against the cannons and the chaos. Everything else has been pretty tight. They've lost to the Atlas a couple times. Uh, they lost to the whip snake. So like, you know, when they're playing against the top teams in this league, they're not, they're not really like shit kicking anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so a lot of tight games. Um, and then, you know, you kind of combine that with the fact that the Redwoods have been, they've been trending up, like not at like a crazy pace. Like, I, I think that they're still, I don't like, they they've been up and down. Um, th- there was one point where I thought that they were really going to turn the season around, just never really ended up working out that way. Um, they are also going to be without Eddie Glazner for this game, which is going to be a big one because uh, you kind of need just as many guys as you possibly can get to stop this offense. 
Um, so I don't know. Everything here is kind of telling me a close game, but at the end of the day, the archers will have just enough firepower to squeak out of this one. Uh, so I, I like Redwoods plus one and a half, but I am going archers with the win. Cool. Yeah. No, I think that this will be a good game. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, my pick for the best game of the weekend uh, is the one that will be last. This is at 5.10 p.m. Eastern or whatever time it all gets done. Uh, we've got the Water Dogs taking on the Atlas. This is a rematch of a game that went into overtime just a few short weeks ago. Over on the Barcelona Sportsbook, we've got uh, Water Dogs at plus one and a half on the spread. Uh, Atlas at minus one and a half at minus 110 value. On the money line, we've got Atlas minus 155 uh water dogs at plus 120 and the over under on this one set at 24 and a half uh so the atlas they're also at six and four uh kind of dropped off a little bit in towards the end of the season uh water dogs i mean they started off oh and three then they went on that great five game winning streak uh they lost their last two games heading into the playoffs, but uh, water dogs got themselves in a, in a really good spot after the uh, you know, after the start of the season that they had Dukes, how are you feeling about this one? I think that the, the Atlas kind of a bad matchup for the water dogs uh, just with the face off X, just with Trevor and how much possessions he can give that Atlas offense. But at the same time, as good as I thought that Atlas were going to be this year, which is crazy to say. I'm like, there's really, they're really freaking good. They're really freaking talented. I just thought they were going to be like, I guess where the whip snakes are this year, just like unstoppable. Um, and if you look at like their past, the, in the three games that they've ever played, it's actually all games have been decided by one goal. So you had 16 15 on August 6th. Last year, you had 10 9 Water Dogs. And then in the bubble, you had 11 10 Atlas. So yeah. Should be should be a close one. Uh, so I think that your decision on making this one the best game of the weekend is actually obviously history has shown that it's going to be a good game. Um, but yeah, I think that honestly the Water Dogs get past the Atlas this week, and I think that they are going to win it all. That's my take, and I think if they lose, the Whipsnakes win it all. I've said that. I think I might have said that on the last episode, but yeah, on my bracket I picked Atlas Whipsnakes Whipsnakes to win it all. But on this for gambling purposes, a little bit of juice. I'm going to take Water Dogs plus one twenty. Uh, I think they're the, overall the most talented team, and the Kieran McCarthy has been the best. Attackman in the league. Um, dogs on top, Connor Kelly. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. In in my bracket, I have the Water Dogs going to the championship game. Really? Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think that, you know, this game right here, like you kind of look – I don't know. I'm, I'm a huge Atlas guy. Really love watching this team play. Uh, but just the way that it's been going for them lately – I mean, they had that that overtime loss to the to the Water Dogs. They had, I mean, just getting shellacked by the Whip Snakes. Like that's so bad for morale. Where it's like you have your two biggest games of the year, and you just get shit pumped on both of them. Uh, so you know they got doubled up by the Whip Snakes. Then they had a tight one against the the Chaos to end the regular season. You never really know, like, okay, like how much uh, were they really focused on that game, and like how much was it the Chaos, like really just fighting to stay alive in the playoff hunt. So, like, whatever. But like, there just hasn't been a dominant Atlas performance in a while. 
um, and just kind of the, the way that that water dogs team has really come along uh, since the start of the season. Yeah. I mean, Kieran McArdle, absolute dog, uh, Connor Kelly dog, Michael Sowers, like if he gets himself going and all of a sudden, like, I mean, he, he can have a, a quick little like three and two game just mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Um, you know, I, I feel like, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say this cause I don't want it to be like a, uh, like a narrative, but like, I, I kind of often, I, sometimes I forget about Sowers. Cause like we do talk about like Kieran McArdle's had like such a, a big year and then you have to remember, okay. Like, yeah, like you have like one of the best attackmen in the league this year with Kieran McArdle and when everyone's like, should be thinking, oh yeah, shit. Like, how are we going to handle Sowers? I think that Sowers is probably at the top of scouting reports. I think that also McArdle's had the, has been healthy. Like I feel like he hasn't really had ran into any injury issues when Sowers has been out. But like Sowers put up a respectful like thirty two points. Like McCardle has forty two. I think that McCardle just has proven in the past two years that Sowers and no Sowers, he can step up to the plate. You know what I'm saying? Like if the, if the all eyes are on him on the offense, he has no problem with that. And if defenses want to slide earlier to Sowers, that he can play off ball and find the open spaces. Yeah, um, you might not like appreciate this this uh, similar, but like I, I this comparison, but like I would say it's similar, like the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sidney Crosby, and Evgeny Malkin. Yeah, like, Cros- like Crosby's like always hurt, and like somehow Malkin's numbers are always better when Crosby's like out of the lineup because either he just like elevates his game. Cause he know that knows that he has to, um, or I don't know, maybe it's just like, he does better like as like the guy. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that Kieran would be the, uh, the, the Malkin in that situation. Um, but again, yeah, I mean, face-offs probably going to play a, a big role in this one. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how Withers can hand up with, uh, with Trevor, who's been having an unbelievable season. Um, yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day, just like, I mean, if, if, if Dylan, like Dylan Ward, just another one of those guys where has the ability to Can't just, see yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, he, he could go for the, uh, he could just go for the clean sweep. Did he play in the, uh, in the sixes tournament? Was, no, 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 no. Uh, Dobson, because, Dobson was yeah. the gold medal goalie, and then Jake was the backup. Okay. Jake is the morale guy, locker room right. guy, blue guy. Uh, I was going to say, because he could have gone for the NLL sixes and PLL. Oh, that would have been sick. Just the, oh, that the sucks tri- word. Just, that just sucks the triple crown. Yeah, the triple crown the Canadians, for the- I can see the chaos Canadian. Like, once the chaos got knocked out, like the Canadians chirping Ward in the championship, they'll be like, oh, Wardle. You could have you could have gotten the three feet, you know what I'm saying? One summer, yeah. hey. <laughs> Fucking Swiss cheese, eh? Um, but yeah, no, so I, I'll tell you, I'll have a funny story after for people that listen to Billy. Okay, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I, I I like the water dogs in cage. I like you know both offenses just kind of cancel each other out. Um, Face off circle should be should be you know nuts. Uh, yeah, defensively. I don't know. I, 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 I just think this is going to be a great game. So I don't really, I have the water dogs advancing throw away, in, throw away I, the stats, throw away the analytics. This is just two ball clubs looking to move on to the next round. <laughs> just, just getting after it. Uh, yeah. But at the very, at the very least, again, water dogs 
plus one and a half, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead with Water Dogs money line plus one twenty. Uh, over under on this one, it's gonna be a great game. I might go under though. Yeah, what's it at? It's at twenty four and a half. Get, like a, I'll go under because I yeah I'm gonna go under on this. I think cause... I think yeah like twelve eleven. Yeah could see that happening um but yeah so there and and again i'm i'm a big time the biggest atlas fan you'll ever meet besides Diggs. uh but i i just like uh i like the way that the the water dogs got themselves going yeah i mean I, i've been dogs on top for a while i like the dogs a lot um i'm excited for the games though should be fun to mix in with college football yeah um, all right. Well, so those are your three games for Saturday. Uh, just, I mean, it's, it's a great week. It's last weekend of unofficial summer. So get out there, enjoy it, have yourselves a good time, but just make sure wherever you're at that you've got ESPN streaming from 12 to probably sometime around like 7 PM at night. Uh, then you'll be able to watch Alabama just pump the ever living shit out of Utah state uh in one of the night games anything else before we close out nope i got i've been holding in a bathroom so i'm ready to go all right well <laughs> uh, let, let, let's let dukes uh rip that piss make sure that you guys are subscribed on our youtube channel make sure that you are following us on twitter and instagram we are at the crease dive on both and in the meantime we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die we out